This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Who is your Monday MVP? That's what I need to know. We've got our poll up on Twitter, ALAW Radio or After Hours CBS, our Facebook page as well. And boy, this early in the year, it is so hard to narrow it down. There are so many candidates. No, Taylor Swift is not one of the candidates. She does not get credit for the Chiefs' overwhelming performance of the Bears, which we will get to coming up. But right now, there are, <clears throat> are you ready? 414,000 posts about Taylor Swift making her one of the top trends on Twitter. Someone yelled at me last week because I keep calling it Twitter and not X. All right, they're going to have to drag me out of the studio, my cold, hard, dead body, before I start calling it X. The dumbest thing ever. I hear people on the radio in the news realm call it the site formerly known as Twitter. Just say Twitter, for heaven's sakes. It still comes up under Twitter.com. That's that's how it comes up on the web. That's how it comes up when you start to type in T-W-I. Oh, look, there's Twitter. It's not defunct. It's still around. So I'm calling it that. I will never call it X, ever. Right. I'm sure if I started calling it X, people out there wouldn't even know what I was talking about. So on Twitter or Facebook, we're asking you to crown the Monday MVP. We got some awesome candidates, including one on the defensive side of the ball. And so we need you to weigh in with your votes. We will do the big reveal come this time tomorrow. As we wade through the jaw droppers and the eye openers and the what the heck just happened moments from week three in the NFL. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We still have to get to the AFC East behind the Dolphins. Because, yes, the Dolphins nearly eclipsed the NFL scoring record with 70 points in a game. Certainly a franchise record for them. And they beat the Broncos by 50. As in 5-0, not 15. Don't misunderstand me. This was a beatdown. They smoked them. They blasted them. Anything else. Any other action verb you can come up with. It was as lopsided as they come, near historic proportions. And so, yes, we do have a member of Miami, but we could not fill our entire Monday MVP poll with nothing but dolphins. That actually would be kind of funny. 
<laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Some of you already catching wind of our brand new video on YouTube. I'll let you go and check it out, but please check it out. Not because of me. Honestly, it's not because of me. It's because producer Jay spent a long time and a lot of brain power. He might be left with less now. A lot of brain. Do you feel smarter? No. No? Ouch. <laughs> I don't feel dumber. I don't feel smarter. <laughs> All right. Uh, he spent a lot of time and a lot of brain cells editing this video. It wasn't easy for all kinds of technical reasons that don't matter uh, to you. They matter to us. But we hope that you'll check it out for that reason. And because it's what you asked for. You've asked and you've asked and you've asked and you've asked. And honestly, this is only part one. Now, part two is not longer. It's it's actually shorter, but it does include the FAQs, your frequently asked questions. And so it's your latest video version of Ask Amy, but it has a very specific theme. So on our YouTube channel, on Twitter, on Facebook, we're glad to have you with us as we kick off another work week here after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, phone number 855-212-4227. We're going to get to the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all the scuttle, but first, how about a game that was competitive between two teams seeking their first W's on the season. Now, here are the numbers. Every year, we talked about it all of last week. Teams that start out 0-2 rally to make the playoffs. It's actually not uncommon. It's at least one team a year on average. Sometimes it's two. But did you know, 158 teams have started a season 0-3 Four of them have made the playoffs since 1990. That, my friends, means the odds and the deck and everything else are stacked against you. Four out of 150-plus teams have made the playoffs after going 0-3, which is why week three is critical. Now, uh, may the numbers change as we move forward into 17-game seasons and then Uh, soon at some point, 18-game regular season, sure, the numbers will skew a little differently. But right now, it's not the last nail in the coffin, but it's pretty damn close. In the NFC, maybe a little easier this year, but it's not a position that you want to be in. Neither the Chargers nor the Vikings, which is why they were going for broke. Right at midfield, first and 10. And it's a screen to Keenan. Keenan Fleet Flicker. Oh, white sideline. He's got him to the 10 5. Touchdown, Chargers. What can't the captain do? He just went from captain to quarterback. <laughs> 49 yard Fleet Flicker. Touch actually was a lateral to Keenan. Oh, double pass. Yes, a double pass. Reverse pass. And they left. Mike Williams on the screen. Mike gets it into the end zone, and the Chargers are up 20-10. to 10. Yeah, I kind of messed it up two years ago as well. We played the Chiefs. Same play. Mike was open, and I kind of threw it short, you know, at his feet. He couldn't make the play on it, so um, I had to get him back. 
That's the voice of Keenan Allen, who says he had to make amends, and he finally got his shot at redemption. And you hear the call there on Chargers Radio. It actually wasn't a flea flicker. It was a pass from Justin Herbert out to his right in the flat, and then Keenan Allen just went over the top deep to Mike Williams for a 49-yard score. So that was the trickeration in the third quarter. This game started, though, the way that the, the Vikings have essentially marked their entire season so far. Turnovers. A TJ Hawkinson fumble in the very first quarter led to a long Chargers drive. And Justin Herbert found Donald Parham. And he had two TD catches in the first half. And so the Chargers are already leading at the break when they come out and they throw the trickeration at the Vikings. Now, Minnesota, we know they can score. Scoring is not their issue. Turnovers are their issue. But when they hold on to the football, they're pretty damn good. Kirk Cousins, he's got weapons. They can move the ball quickly. The problem is they cough up the rock too much. But at least in the third quarter, they were game, and they were ready to push back with L.A. Fourth and six from the Chargers, 36, 309 to go in the third quarter. Kirk on a straight drop. Protection's good. Fires to KJ. Caught at the 20 first down. To the 10. To the 5. And touchdown! He's KJ! It's a 36-yard touchdown on fourth down. And it's 21-16, L.A. T.J. Hawkinson in motion to the left. Outside of him, Jordan Addison. Cousins back to pass. Bullet over the middle. Caught J.J. He's on the run. And he is gone. Touchdown, Vikings. Justin Jefferson with his first touchdown this season gives the Vikings a 23-21 lead. That's our friend Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. So, yeah, a pair of quick strikes for the Vikes. Strikes for the Vikes. Oh, dear. That could be some kind of a charitable campaign. It's perfect. Yes, you're welcome. Strikes for the Vikes. Long drives, but both of them under four minutes. So, as I say, they have the ability to hit you fast and to hit you hard. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a catch and run for a 52-yard touchdown, which actually put the Vikings in front. But L.A. responds. And what do we know from the first week of the NFL season? The Chargers may not have a stiff defense, but they'll go toe-to-toe in a shootout. Remember, they went back and forth with the Dolphins in week number one. That was the week that Tua put up nearly 500 yards in the passing attack. Justin Herbert, by the way, the only quarterback who had more fantasy points this week than, than Tua Tango-Valoa. So Justin Herbert is good for it as well. So yeah, this turned into a back-and-forth affair. From the 30, here comes the blitz again. Herbert goes to the end zone, tipped in the air, caught Palmer, touchdown, Chargers. Never give up, never give up on a play. It is off the hands of a Caleb Evans, Palmer with the sense to secure it into the end zone for the score. What a way to get your 100th career passing touchdown, Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, there were some gaudy numbers for Herbert. 40 of 47 for 405 yards and three touchdowns, and he was only sacked one time, so he had plenty of protection. All right, so L.A. responds with that 75-yard march, but what stood out to me of, I think it was eight snaps on that drive, seven of them were pass plays. Six of them were completions. So he goes six for seven on that drive. 
and it's the 30-yard catch by Joshua Palmer, middle of the fourth quarter, that gives the Chargers the lead. Now, it's up to the defense, right, to get the Vikings to either crack, snapple, or pop. Wait, snap, crackle, or pop. One of those things. Snapple. Snapple is a drink. Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. (laughs) Sometimes the Vikings, they do that. They snap, they crackle, and then they pop. And the defense for L.A. forcing, or trying to anyway, force the Vikings into, what do we know about Minnesota? Turnovers! In the shotgun, Cousins to pass to the end zone. Up in the air and intercepted! Intercepted in the end zone! Kenneth Murray! Oh, the ball was up in the air for an eternity! And Murray has the concentration to secure it. That's Neiman who popped that up in the air. Give him the assist. The two linebackers calling game on this one. Hmm. Matt Smith and company on the Chargers radio network. So, yes, the interception in the end zone by Murray. But the drive before that, they had four snaps. They, meaning the Vikings, had four snaps inside the three and couldn't come away with any points. Interesting that they were going for it on fourth down when they needed the touchdown to score to to give them the lead, but the Raiders would not, right? So they get inside the four-yard line. They decide to go for it, even though they're trailing by four, right? A field goal brings them within one. It doesn't put them over the top, but it maybe makes it easier if they can get the ball back and they can move it into field goal range. But they decide to go for it, and they come away empty. So the Chargers' defense bends but doesn't break on those last two Vikings' possessions. Herbert with gaudy numbers, but boy, does he love having Keenan Allen as a running mate. Just uh, as consistent as they come. You know, he's so talented, so smart, knows exactly how people are playing him, understands leverage so well, and he's a quarterback's best friend. So to be able to get the ball out to him quickly, for him to make plays, he makes my job so much easier. Keenan really throws a good football, but uh, we've been working on that play, and um, you know, I'm excited for Keenan because it really capped off one of those, you know, maestro performances for him. You know, a career game, a record-setting game. And, you know, again, your best players play like that in a big game. It gives you a chance. And, and um, you know, Keenan and Justin were, were fantastic in the game today. Keenan Allen, 18 catches for 215 yards, but also a perfect QB rating. One for one, a 49-yard strike, and a touchdown. And so Keenan is one of our candidates for After Hours Monday MVP. You can find that poll on both Twitter and Facebook. As for the Vikings, they are now in an 0-3 hole. It's not the end of the season, but it is tough to rally from this position. It is a long football season, and uh, we're going to be here in December and January talking to you guys, and this will feel like a long time ago. Um, we got a lot of opportunities up ahead. Um, I just try to go 1-0 each week. I kind of view them as separate stages, like a Tour de France, and I don't really I don't really connect them. You know, I view them as 1-0, and then whatever happens, you just kind of erase that week, and you start a week fresh, and you just do that 17 times and see where you are in, in early mid-January. Um, that's kind of how I operate. That's how our locker room operates, and nothing will change this week. I've been a part of you know a team before that's you know lost three in a row. Um, wasn't the start of the season, but lost three in a row and, and found a way to win a world championship. I believe in this team. I believe in the makeup of this team. I believe in our leadership. I believe in our coaches. 
um, and we are going to continue to work. That is not one concern of mine um, with the type of guys we have in there. So Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, frustration to be sure. Uh, The Vikings now have nine turnovers this season. Nine of them. You're losing the turnover battle woefully in such a stark way that it's easy to understand why you can't get a win. Two more turnovers in this one. And Justin Jefferson, who goes for seven catches, nearly 150 yards again, and a score, knows that they've got no one to blame but themselves. We're still you know, hurting ourselves and uh, shooting ourselves in the foot. So, uh, you know, we got to do better as players uh, by executing the plays, uh, not having any pre-snap penalties, uh, and not turn the ball over. It's not impossible, but it's not easy. It's not even improbable, really. I'm not a big believer that stats and history determine the future. Otherwise, we would never see anything new happen. So I do believe that the Vikings can rally. It's just that the division is not as much of a... It's not as wide open as maybe people thought. The Packers look good. Jordan Love looks good. The Lions get another win this weekend. And we'll talk about that over the previously undefeated Falcons. So you've got two teams in that division that are 2-1. and one, And now the Bears and the Vikings are a couple games back already. Straight ahead, many of you are responding to our Monday MVP poll with memes or GIFs of Taylor Swift. We have a lot of Swifties out there, I take it. Well, certainly in the Fox broadcast booth, they were Swifties as well because we had just as many shots of Taylor Swift as we had of Patrick Mahomes on Sunday until they finally dumped that broadcast and went to Cardinals Cowboys, at least in my, I'm assuming it was national, at least in my house, we lost Taylor Swift and her arrowhead groupies uh, about the third quarter at some point. I think by the time it was 41 nothing, they had moved over to Cowboys Cardinals. Who the f*** is that guy? <laughs> I was watching something else. I was watching NFL Network at that point. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page too, there's videos, there's photos, there's football. Of course, there's a poll too. Everything to keep you busy during the break. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence morphing into a manic Monday morning following an NFL Sunday blowout here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. Third down goal to go for the Chiefs at the three-yard line. Mahomes. Looking right, back of the end zone, caught, touchdown! Kansas City for the 48th time finds Travis Kelsey, nine yards deep in the end zone, and the Chiefs lead 40 to nothing. Three touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Looking for has been here the whole time. If you could see, I'm the one who understands you. Been here all along, so why can't you see? You belong with me. 
I didn't even have to tell producer Jay that we should come out with some Taylor Swift tunes. He just knew. That's why he's one of the best. And this was a great surprise for the NFL, for Fox. The social media world went ballistic over Taylor Swift at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, you may remember... I'm not going to tell you that the rumors are true, that Kelsey and Swifty are together. I'm not going to tell you that they're dating because I, I don't know that. What we do know is that Travis himself said he was going to invite or he did invite Taylor to come to a game at Arrowhead because she rocked Arrowhead Stadium. So he wanted her to see how he and the Chiefs could also rock what is their own stadium, their own digs. So maybe that's all it is, or maybe the rumors are true and not fabricated and the two are hanging out. Either way, I can't imagine a more odd couple, and yet I'm here for it. Did you see the outfit he was wearing on the way out of the stadium when he's walking with Taylor? Producer Jay, if you have not retweeted that from our show Twitter after our CBS, he dressed to the nines as only Travis can. She was wearing red and white. He was wearing blue and white. They look like some kind of a combination of an American flag, a denim-colored American flag. <laughs> anyway, weirdly enough, it's Jarrett Payton, Walter Payton's son, who takes the video that's now gone viral. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes said on Fox and post-game in his own press conference that in order to make Taylor and her fan... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Base happy. He was absolutely looking for his favorite tight end. 
I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure. Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Trav. And of course, it's on the route that Travis, he, he, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. <laughs> this is the NFL on Fox. I don't even know how to be serious after that because the game was a total blowout against, oh, by the way, they were playing the Bears. An overwhelming performance by the Chiefs. Six consecutive scoring drives to start with Jarek McKinnon, on the receiving end of a couple of those Patrick Mahomes passes. Uh, there was a tipped ball that was intercepted off Justin Fields. Isaiah Pacheco finishes a quick drive. I mean, Kansas City is up 34 zip at the break. And yeah, they took their foot off the gas in the second half after Travis had his touchdown, courtesy of Patrick Mahomes in front of Taylor Swift. So here are some of the gaudy numbers. The Chiefs go five for five in the red zone. Now, you may have noticed there were two turnovers. Those were both Blaine Gabbard interceptions. So those were not on uh, Patrick Mahomes' watch. Patrick, 24-33, even after his right ankle was rolled up on and he was he was gimpy in the second quarter. He came back in the third quarter and seemed okay. Two, I'm going to assume they didn't shoot him up with anything. 272 yards and three touchdowns for him. We'll get to the Bears half of this in a second. But, oh, you all want the answers about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and how this worked out. Well, because Travis was busy getting dressed up for Taylor and making sure he could escort her out of the stadium. Patrick Mahomes was left to answer questions about Travis and whether or not they knew that Taylor Swift would be in the house. He told me at like the last minute, but there's some things with Trav where he kind of just says it and you're like, you don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> uh, he says it so calmly. Um, I mean, I remember one time he was like, hey, I'm going to go to the, uh, one of the World Series or one of the playoff baseball games. And I'm like, you said it so randomly. And then he just went. And I was just like, but the same thing. I was like Friday. He was just like, uh, yeah. I think, I think she's coming to the game today and then just moved about his business. I mean, to the game this weekend and then moved about his business. So you're kind of like, it's, I guess it's, I guess that just happens, I guess. So uh, I don't know. It's Travis. <laughs> just happens, I guess. Who does it happen for exactly? Only Travis Kelsey, two-time Super Bowl champion, one of the best tight ends in NFL history, fat contract, loud house there at Arrowhead. And remember, the friendship bracelet didn't work, so he had to impress her some other way. And if you were watching this game, he was absolutely posturing like a peacock for Taylor Swift. It was it was super cute. And, Travis. And she, <laughs> he's still a man, though. And she was sitting in the box. And, well, she wasn't really sitting. Every time I saw her, she was standing. She was cheering. She was pounding on the glass. Uh, but she was right next to Travis's mom. Well, Travis and Jason's mom, if we're if we're being fair. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Andy Reid even had a little fun with the, well, quote-unquote relationship between Travis and Taylor. You know what? I've met her before. <laughs> Adam, I set him up. I just leave you with it. <laughs> He's a hoot. <laughs> I guess you can make jokes when you just beat your opponent I don't even remember how many points the Bears scores a 41 to 10, something like that. It was obscene is what it was. And yeah, it was really important for the Chiefs to find this rhythm again. I'm not sure the rest of the NFL is quaking in its boots, but I do know that this is why the Chiefs, part of the reason why the Chiefs are so tough to beat. 
It feels good to kind of get the whole offense going. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the first two weeks, we, we just kind of have been out of rhythm. We haven't kind of got drives and sustained drives going. And so just to not have those uh, killer penalties um, and to kind of get the offense moving in the right direction. Um, and then all that other stuff kind of comes with it. So uh, I was proud of the guys today. Uh, still little things here and there we can tweak, but uh, it was a step in the right direction. Yeah, many of you are responding and telling me Taylor Swift needs to be the Monday MVP. You can do write-in votes, but we actually have some players on the field who are worthy candidates. Uh, I'm just going to tell you now, none of them came from the Chicago Bears locker room. This was a mess. And if you believe the reports out there... It's not just Denver where there are rumblings about the quarterback and the coach. Now, remember last week, Justin Fields was asked, well, he offered that he felt robotic on offense. And when he was asked by reporters why he felt that way, his answer was very distinctly coaching. He said it, coaching. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching. And then he doubled back, and he got angry at the media, and he was taken out of context, and that wasn't fair, and yada, 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 except it was pretty clear. Now, Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, right, the general manager there in Chicago, they said they spoke to Justin. They downplayed it. We're all on the same page. No one's upset. No one's taking it personally. It's tough to find a rhythm, it's blah, 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 yada, 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 want, 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 except this is not going to help. Are they giving up? No. But just an 11 of 22 for, are you ready? 99 yards. That's not robotic. That's inept. That's not robotic. That's inconsequential against a Chiefs team that's putting up 41 points. He did have a touchdown. He also threw a pick, and he was sacked three times and so now the Bears are in an 0-3 hole and it looks bleak I don't know if I would call it a reality check because I do think the guys every day come in focus get better I think fast Friday I think we did have a good practice then so um I think we just got to keep working and um just just when this next one coming up individually um, and keep working um, then we're gonna have this thing crack Uh, we got a great opportunity ahead of us Uh, we got two games in 11 days and uh, so we're going to focus on that and focus on being uh, being the best versions of ourselves every single day uh, as we go through practice this week. Um, Got to take a hard look at this tape, um, an evaluation, and uh, make the corrections uh, that we need to make. And then uh, we got to move forward and keep getting better. Okay, I just have to ask. That was Matt Eberflus uh, following Justin Fields. Did he say crap or crack? <laughs> Because it's probably both. The um, then we're going to ha- have this thing crack. Crack? <laughs> either apply. <laughs> the Bears are not on crack. I can either confirm nor deny, but it, it was rough. And I don't know what you do in the face of a freight train like that at Arrowhead Stadium. Maybe they were doomed. And sure, you can give Taylor Swift the credit if you want. But I think there is more to the story with the Chicago Bears. And... Cole Komet says after the game, we just got our ass kicked. I can't think of a game I've had in a long time that looked like that. First 0-3 start since 2016. And here's here's some crack and, and crap. The Bears have given up 106 points. 106 points. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Matt Eberflus a defensive guy? Didn't he come from the Colts defensive coordinator? 
Now, remember, they lost their defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. That was something else that happened this week, in addition to Justin Fields pointing the finger at coaching for the way that he's playing. And he said he wanted to be freer, and he wanted to have more of a flow, and he wanted to be able to rely on his instincts, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, Alan Williams resigned middle of the week. And they're having some rumblings about police activity and police called to the facilities. I guess PR is, not PR, sorry, HR is doing his due diligence, though the Bears are saying there's no criminal activity and he is no longer with the team. But all kinds of turmoil this week, though Matt is not wanting any kind of an excuse. I didn't feel that it was effective, you know, affecting us at all. Uh, to be honest with you, that, that locker room is tight and it's going to have to be tight now. I mean, there's going to be a lot of outside noise and we got to do a great job of just staying together. But it's crack or crap or something like that. 106 points given up in three weeks. Although, to be fair, the Chiefs have nearly half of those. On Twitter, after our CBS, on our Facebook page, too, we asking you to vote for Monday MVP. Okay, Taylor Swifties, I see you. I know who you are. Straight ahead, we're going to dive into the AFC East because the Jets and Patriots, you want some crack slash crap. Uh, well, there was plenty of that going around with I the really Jets. can't offense. control that. <laughs> Patriots are trying to extend their win streak against the New York Jets and the Bills on the road in the nation's capital. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's the snap. Five-step drop. Rolling to his left. Going to step up in the pocket. And it's picked off by A.J. Epinesa going the other way. Blockers in front to the five. Touchdown, Buffalo! A.J. Epinesa with the fifth takeaway of the day, and this one goes for a pick six. Woo! It's easy to play the game when when your defense comes up for you like that, puts you in really good situations. I thought we had a couple backed up situations where we we were able to push the ball down and um, obviously want to end with six points instead of three points. Um, But we had short fields most of the day. I don't know what our average starting position was, but it had to be pretty good. I thought our defense came in, balled out. Um, Guys made plays today, and uh, we ran the ball well. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voice of one Josh Allen, who had a pair of touchdowns, and Buffalo rushed for 168 yards against the Commanders. That was huge, especially since I'm constantly wondering about a consistent Bills run game. But no problems on this day, and it made a lot of it made for a lot easier work when the defense just kept turning over the Commandos. Sam Howell with the blow-up game. So young starter early in his career. Four interceptions, and he was under pressure nonstop. Get these numbers from the defense that Josh Allen just praised. Nine sacks, nine sacks of Sam Howell. The poor dude is going to be bruised on every part of his body. And 15 other QB hits. Four interceptions of Sam, nine sacks, 15 other hits. And A.J. Epineza, he goes for the pick six. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. 
For Micah Hyde, he felt like he had a front row seat to the pressure that his D-line was delivering. Those boys up front are just continuing to hunt, and uh, it's, it's awesome to see. Um, I, was, I was telling Jay Poe just out there, I had a – it looks like I didn't even play today. Um, <laughs> my all-white jersey's not even, not even dirty just because those guys up front would just get after the quarterback, and um, it was just awesome to see. I think the defensive line really set the tone for us up front. Um, they did a great job impacting the, the inside of the pocket there in particular. Um, and we just saw some things that we felt like our, there'd be some opportunities for us, and, and they took advantage of those opportunities. They definitely were that. This was an overwhelming win for the Bills on the road at the Commander. So they're 2-1. and one. We know the Dolphins put up 70 on Sunday Those two teams clash next week in Orchard Park, New York. No doubt it's going to be a nationally televised game. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I hope it is a nationally televised game. (laughs) It better be on CBS. So then staying in the AFC East, you've got Dolphins and Bills, but also Patriots and Jets. And the Jets were trying to get win number two, but more importantly, first victory in 15 tries against the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. New England, I couldn't believe this when I heard it. New England had not led in either of its first two games, but the Jets were a cure for Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. that. Gasicki moves right to left. Jones with a play fake. And a throw down the right seam. It's caught by Farrell Brown. Racing to the 20. 15-10. Chased by Amos. 5 Stretching out to the pylon. A dive for a touchdown. Patriots. You've got to be kidding me. This ball hung so much on Jones. I thought the safety was going to get there in time. It's, it's got to be a busted coverage on the Jets. Or they just showed zero respect for Pharaoh Brown. First lead for the Patriots in the first half of this game at MetLife Stadium in the pouring down rain. And trust me, it was pouring. I live 15 minutes north of MetLife, and it's the type of rain that you can't see through. At, at stretches, it was a monsoon. Uh, yeah, ran through that for a half marathon on Saturday. Let me just tell you how miserable it was. And I would love to tell you I had so much fun playing in the rain. I did not. It was miserable and it was brutal. (laughs) So I felt for the Patriots and the Jets and some of the other teams who were playing in that rain from Ophelia on Sunday. Uh, Patriots also had a couple missed field goals, so there were missed opportunities for them as well. But Mac DeFerro-Brown, he got behind the defense. He went 58 yards. You hear it there on Patriots radio. Now, New York could generate a whole lot of nothing on the offensive side of the ball. Only 39 yards in the first half. Yes, there's rain. But this is flashbacks to last year when Zach Wilson faced the Patriots and Bill Belichick, he takes the Jets personally. He makes Zach Wilson look foolish most of the time. But the Jets were finally able to mount a drive early in the fourth quarter. It went for more than five minutes and they got more yards on that drive than they did in the entire rest of the game before they held the ball for those five minutes. 
Zach had several long, sharp throws. And so you could hear Jim Nance and Tony Romo specifically get a little excited because he looks more like a starting quarterback in the NFL. And, yeah, they're actually able to get in the end zone. What? Eye formation. Brees Hall, the eye back. Zach Wilson crowds the crowd. Under center. Takes the snap. Hand off Nick Bauden, the fullback. Breaks a tackle at the goal line. He's in. That's a Jet touchdown. Bob was choosing on Jets radio. All right, so 13 to 10 is the score. And it's not as though the Patriots were going to put up a ton of points. That's why this felt close for comfort, I would think, for a lot of Patriots fans. Because they don't blow you away with their offense. And definitely not in those conditions. But what they do is they bring veterans in waves on defense. And they're so smart on defense. So after the Patriots have a quick possession, they give the ball back to the Jets. There's a lot of buzz there at MetLife. Zach Wilson, well, he sees his life flash before his eyes. Receiver left for Zach Wilson with Hall off his left hip. The quarterback taking the snap. Four-man rush. Push up in the middle. Wilson's kick. And Wilson goes down in the end zone. Judon is there for the sack and the safety. Now wrap her up. Oh, man, what an unawareness by the quarterback, though. Whole pocket's collapsing around you. You spun out the prior play. You know your offensive line's really struggling right now, as we are at times. But, man, just poor awareness by Wilson. Great job by Judon. Just shutting him down. What a moment for Matthew Judon. And the defense really has been that big play side of the ball for the Pats. Uh, Scott Zolak, former Patriots quarterback, along with Bob Sosi on Pats Radio or Patriots Radio. Only 171 total yards allowed. And by the way, if you didn't see the end of this game, it was nearly, I wouldn't say it was as close as what Jim Nance made it out to be. He made it sound like the ball hit Randall Cobb in the hands. It kind of glanced off his left hand. Now, if he had not lost his footing, because he had turned and he was trying to find the ball, it got knocked down, I think, by a Patriot up in the air. So he's kind of on the two-yard line or maybe the one-and-a-half-yard line, and he turns back to the ball on this left last ditch ever by the Jets, and his foot slips out from underneath him. And so he gets a couple of fingers from his left hand on the ball. It wasn't like he was so close to catching it. It hit him in the gut, and he dropped it. But there at least was a (gasps) moment there for the Patriots and the Jets. But Matthew Judon ultimately, with the safety, is able to spark the defense, and they hold. And the Patriots only give up 171 total yards make them read it out you know we know we got guys up front who get to the quarterback we like those guys a lot you know against pretty much anybody it's just our job to you know hold it down in the back end so they can do what they do up front good win for us today uh, down here uh, it's always tough you know jets are um you know a tough team do a good job um defense is really really good and um you know had a good running game i thought we played pretty good run defense um against them and and uh you know, we're able to run the ball better than we have in the first couple of weeks. Started to have a little continuity here on the offensive line, um, so that was good. I think that definitely helped the running game. Um, you know, Coach O'Brien did a good job mixing the, you know, play actions in there. You know, we hit a big pass um, on that. You know, I think probably the running game helped that a little bit. Yeah, so 157 rushing yards, which Belichick mentions. That's a big deal for them, but they only get five points in the second half. And get this, the Pats never actually got into the red zone. 
How about that? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Robert Sala defending Zach Wilson after the game. We've got to play better everywhere on the offensive line. We've got to play better in the run game. We've got to play better from a protection and a uh, and from a receiver standpoint. Everyone, the coach has got to be better in terms of trying to figure out ways to get guys open, figure out ways to create better angles in the run game. Defense, we can create more turnovers. It's, it's still a team game, so we've just got to be better around them. A lot of frustration on the sidelines, including Garrett Wilson. Just frustrating, frustration that, you know, we're not, we're not moving the ball. That's what it was. You know, our defense was stringing together some stops, and, and um, you know, I felt like it was time to go. Time to go. Time to put some points on the board. That's all. So, yeah, you know, just trying to figure out how we can attack New England, who has a great plan and great defense. We're trying to figure out how we can attack them. I feel like I'm, I'm in a really good spot as far as my ability, and, and, you know, I don't feel like I've been able to put that on display, and, and that's for multiple reasons. You know, I don't know what it, what it may be, but I just know I'm ready. I'm going to make sure I continue to be ready. I'm going to make sure that every time I take that field, that, you know, I'm confident in my ability no matter what's going on around me. Nine targets for Garrett Wilson, the reigning offensive rookie of the year for the Jets. Five catches, 48 yards. And there was only one touchdown, so I'm not sure how many stats there are to go around, but you could definitely see it. Tempers were running hot on the Jets' sideline as they lose again to the Pats. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 